podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to the Rugby League Lunch Hour here at loverugbyleague.com. I'm James Gordon, I'm joined as always by Drew Derbyshire. Drew, good day. Good day. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about the Super League playoffs this week. Looking ahead to the grand final next week, we're going to talk Championship grand final as well. Big game this weekend in Toronto. Um, what cappers against the expansion? Yeah, uh, we'll talk. We'll go through the rugby league news as well. Uh, thanks as always to sponsors Betfred, um, and also thanks to everyone who tunes in every week, and uh, we really do appreciate the messages. Uh, please do leave your comments if you want us to talk about anything in particular, or if you want to throw in your opinion into the debate as well. Um, just as we were coming on, well, I think it was just as we were coming on, former Leeds hooker James Seguiaro has been um, provisionally suspended by the NRL for failing um, a drugs test, performance-enhancing drug as well. I know a few of them are... Uh, we seem to have more uh, cocaine-type drugs bans these days than performance-enhancing, don't yeah, we? Yeah, there's not many performance-enhancing uh, drug bans uh, anymore. Um, well, these days, but obviously there was one last week, wasn't there, in, in League oh, 1? Yeah, but that, was a, cocaine, that was a cocaine one as well, I think. The West was, West it? Was, yeah. was it? Was it not performance-enhancing? Well, I don't know whether he had a couple, but anyway, he got four years. And anyway, Seguiaro, of course, had that uh, ill-fated spell at Leeds, shall we say, ended up going back home. Um, he has been sort of doing alright in the NRL playing for Brisbane, um, but he's banned now. Um, a few other bits of news before we get into the uh, into the real stuff. Campbell Graham, South Sydney Rabbit Hose winger, he's set to play for Scotland in World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, his father was born in Glasgow. I see, his mother was born in Coventry, so he could have played for England. Well, he could play for Great Britain now as well. He could play for Great Britain, he could represent both and play for Great Britain. Six foot six winger. Let's not not open that can of worms this early. Victor Abbey could also play for England, Um, his father. Well, of course, speaking of Great Britain, Jackson Hastings has apparently thrown his hat in the ring now, having got the required paperwork. I, I mean... Obviously, he wasn't in the training squad because obviously they didn't think he was eligible, but presumably now they'll chuck well, him in. Well, it's, it's not as always they, they didn't think he was eligible. It was about proving his eligibility, um, but apparently all the paperwork's gone through now uh, to the RFL. The RFL have confirmed that, they've given him the green light, so he can represent England uh, and Great Britain uh, moving forward. Uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty big commitment from Jackson A. Since how old is he? 23, 23 yeah. Um, so obviously there is a, still a, a chance that he could uh, represent uh, Australia if he does decide to go back to the NRL in one or two years' time. Um, so I like it. I like that he's coming <coughs> to England. Obviously he's, he's enjoyed his time over here so far, hasn't he? And I think a lot of a lot of Super League fans, not just Salford fans, a lot of Super League fans uh, look up to him, uh, and a lot of Super League fans adore him. And I think I think he's. Is enjoying that, and who wouldn't really? The, I mean, there's a bit of a mixed opinion about this situation, isn't there? I mean, similar with Blake Austin, where um, some fans are a little bit, they don't think that Blake Austin and, and Lachlan Clute and players like that should be included in the Great Britain squad. Um, partly, I think, because there's this, obviously, there's this cloud over um, England or Great Britain Rugby League regarding not having beat Australia for so long in a series or winning a World Cup, and I think. I've seen a few comments where it's like, oh well, if 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 Great Britain was to or England was to win the World Cup mm. with a Blake Austin or a Jackson Hastings, then the Aussies would be like, oh well, you know, you've not really beat us because you've got Aussies yeah, in there. I, I understand both sides of the argument to be honest, um, but I'm on the. I, I I don't mind people representing the the family heritage. I don't I don't think the residency rule. Like what was a couple of years back when we seen Mary Fassabalu play for Great Britain and uh, obviously Randy Chase yeah. uh, play for England via the residency rule. I thought that was uh, a lot of tosh to be fair. Um, but when it comes down to family heritage, I think people can be proud of the family um, and where they come from and what the heritage is. So I, I, I don't mind it in that respect. Let's, let's remember as well, um, one of the greatest forwards to, to ever play the game in the modern era, Petrol Sivanesiva. Born in Fiji, played for the Kangaroos, um, so I don't think uh, the audience I mean, can be talking. I mean, if, if uh, Blake Austin and, and Jackson Hastings rep- it, represent England uh, Great Britain, it's very difficult for rugby league with the heritage situation because the reality is, is without heritage players, there'd be like five nations in the world. You'd have England, 
France, Wales, Australia, New Zealand. You know, maybe Papua New Guinea would be able to put a team together, but you know, you certainly wouldn't be able to hold a, a credible World Cup. And uh, you know, part of me thinks, well, I mean, I'm of the opinion that I'd rather it was the other way, where you had genuine international teams. But then at the same time, if eligibility says that if your parents or your grandparents can, you know, um, qualify you, then I don't see a problem. I think, I think. Part of the issue is they don't is is stopping people from swapping, isn't it? So yeah. it's like once you've decided, right, I'm playing for. I mean, we've seen that with Tonga. Is obviously they've had as much as it's great to have all of for feet to play for them. They have previously played for mm. New Zealand and Australia, and I think part of the issue is like, right, okay, if you want to play for country, you name that country you want to play for, and then and then so be it. I mean, there's a little bit of cynicism about over Blake Austin in terms of, well, he's only playing for Great Britain because he knows now he's got no chance of playing for Australia. Um, I do but, think it is, it is a tough one and uh, you, you can kind of understand both sides of the argument. What, for, take George Williams, for example, young English half-back, uh, born and raised in England, and obviously what would his feelings be if he's overlooked by Blake Austin and Jackson Hastings uh, in the halves who are obviously born in Australia, but... I'm off reiterate my point. I'm all for for the heritage rule uh, that England or Great Britain aren't breaking the laws by by bringing these players through, uh, as we've seen with the the Ireland squad and the Scotland squad, uh, which has been announced in in recent days, um, that they are full of her- heritage players. Um, I don't see I don't see much much wrong with it, James. I, I, mean, I, think, I, I think I think too many people are getting carried away with it. I honest. mean, my my main bugbear with the heritage players is, and you mentioned Ireland and Scotland there, is you've got France and Wales who are genuinely developing professional, semi-professional players, and France and Wales find themselves struggling at World Cups to compete with the likes of Scotland and Ireland because Scotland and Ireland are, are realistically full of. English players or Australian players that qualify through heritage. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong necessarily what Scotland and Ireland are doing, but it doesn't really promote what Wales and France are trying to do in terms of developing their own players if other countries... You know, what if Wales turned around and said, right, you know what, we're not going to bother producing any more players, we're just going to find any English players who've got Welsh heritage and play them that way, and that's not growing the game, if you know what I mean. That's not getting... And, you know, when you look at what Scotland have done... Scotland, you know, they, they, they've been in the quarterfinals of the World Cup, but as, is the game really progressing up there? Just because you've got 17 fellas running around with a, a Scotland shirt on and doing okay in a World Cup? I'm not sure it is. I made this point in the blog about Tonga last week. It, it's like, to expand the game, you need more players playing the game. And Wales and France are two examples of countries that have got more players playing the game than, you know... Scotland and Ireland. Maybe do you need to say that maybe there needs to be a limit, a cap on heritage players? You know, does it need to be that sort of thing in place, or or even the other way round, where you say right, you've got a you've got a name, you know, the developing or the tier two nations have got a name, a certain number of players that have been through their systems. I don't think there needs to be. I don't, I know. I think me and you have got very opposing views on international rugby league, James, but. I don't think there needs to be. I'm 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 happy with the way that international rugby league is going. Thank God the whole Tonga crisis uh, looks to be over and done with now, and they look to put a strong team out this autumn in the in the nines and in the uh, test matches against uh, Australia and Great Britain. I th- I think we're in a decent we're in a decent little spot here, and I think we're we're in for a good autumn uh, regarding Great Britain, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the the World Cup nines works. We've not really seen. Over in this country, that um, anything really raised. Yeah, there was that. We've, not, we've not seen much marketing of it. Obviously, well, it's, it's just, just because it's in Australia. Yeah, it's, it's just a two-day thing, isn't it? We've not we've not really seen a great deal. Um, we don't we don't even know if it's been televised yet in this country. Well, no, and, that, and that's part of the problem that you always have with the international game, isn't it? It's never. It always feels a bit last minute. You're never quite sure. You know when games are or whether they're going to be on TV and there needs to be a bit more clarity on that. Louis Bank says if they want to play for us, uh, I assume Blake Austin and uh, Jackson Hastings, then we should embrace them. Um, Louis said also adds that we can't use the heritage rule one way and not the other. How many Jamaica players were born in Jamaica? Only how far they have got. You got a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I say, I mean, it's obviously an interesting debate. I just, I just think that, I just think that, 
are you developing the game? You know, and I made this point in, in the blog last week. Um, Peru played Uruguay in Australia, and it was all just Australian players that had some sort of loose Latin American connection. And it's like, that's not growing the game. You know, they're saying that that's Peru's first international game. Well, it's not, though, is it? It's just that you might as well have been called... You might as well have been called Peru Raiders and it's just like a domestic team. That's that's what it is, do you know what I mean? And, and I think that sort of thing annoys me a little bit because it's just given a false... It gives a false sense of achievement or a false sense of prestige that, you know... And again, I made, comp I made the comparison with the Rugby Union World Cup. You look at some of the teams in that Rugby Union World Cup, like Russia and Japan, who... Full, are filled with players that are genuine, born in Russia, raised in Russia, play the rugby in Russia, who've come through. And any result that Russia get is a credit to how rugby union is progressing in Russia. Whereas it's sort of like with Italy, when Italy beat England, it wasn't a great thing that says, oh, isn't rugby league doing well in Italy? Because it wasn't. It was just that they'd managed to cobble together a load of Australians that were good enough to beat England on a one-off game. And, uh, well, that's a nice little segue. Dalian medals, uh, James Tedesco, who's played for Italy in the last two World Cups, yeah. is uh, the player of the year in the NRL. And that's a prime example, so because he's so He would never have played for Italy, would he? If He would never have played for Italy if you, were allowed, if you weren't allowed to swap. Don Hunt also says, Will had a great crack at the 2000 uh, World Cup with heritage players like Cunningham, Breers and Harris, to name a few. Heritage players make the international games miles better, so we should embrace it. But, well, no, I don't disagree with Bruce, that. Bruce never played for England, did he? No, 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 I don't think so. They, I don't disagree with him making the games better, but what's the point? We're always told that, oh, we want to grow the international game and whatever, but is having a load of English and Australian players playing in different, for different nations, is that really growing the game? Surely the game needs to be aiming towards getting a Wales or a France. You know, OK, yeah, we always have a few heritage players, but... I just think that at the moment, the current way the heritage players works is it's damaging to countries like Wales and France when Scotland and Ireland can be a lot stronger by using heritage players. Shows out to Ireland though, because they have produced a rugby league prodigy this, uh, this year. Um, yeah, Ronan Michael. Ronan Michael, is, 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 he joined the Huddersfield Academy on trial last year. Uh, as impressed and he's been offered a full time deal. deal for, yeah. well, before we talk about the playoffs, let's run through some news. If you saw Paper Talk, every Monday Paper Talk hits the site. Jared Sammet apparently being offered round by Wigan. Um, uh, on the international game, the women are going to get paid um, this year for their efforts in the internationals. I think, I think that's it's probably the next step that we need, isn't it? For, for Especially for the for the the women in the top tier uh, of the they're game. They're obviously using the money to save for not buying Casper medals for the uh, finishing top of the league. That's obviously what it is. Um, uh, regard, regarding yeah. Summit being offered round to clubs, you can, you can probably you, you can see why uh, it's been done. I thought as soon as we can signed Jared Summit, I thought it would have been used as a squad player, and that's what he's been at. at yeah, but he's done, he's done okay though, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's done, done okay. okay. I think I think he'll get another Super League gig. Um, I mean, obviously with Hastings coming in, um, you know, are you looking at Will Harry Smith? Will Harry Smith get well, some first well, team? Well, we're going to have got quite a few options on it. Jake Shorrocks is still under contract for next season at Wigan. Uh, Josh Woods uh, is still under contract. You'd certainly rather see season. one of them give a chance than yeah. Sam at And obviously, Harry, Harry Smith's got to be the next big thing, isn't he? So... Uh, I think maybe a couple more seasons. Maybe loan Smith out to to a club in maybe in the championship for a season. So he's got a. He's a, a witness lad, so maybe witness. He's a lad, yeah, yeah. yeah. He could play. He could play um, for club. Um, but yeah, you can, you can you can see why Sam has been offered around. I, 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 I don't well, I mean, you'd presume he's take. You know, obviously he won't be on loads of money, but yeah. I presume he'll be on a decent salary as well. Um, uh, a, f a few more bits and bobs. Swinton say that all their contracts will be honoured um, for next season, despite being placed in special measures, of course. A bit of uncertainty at Swinton um, following the whole Manchester Lions fallout. Um, there's been a bit of news about Featherstone overnight. So I've seen uh, Featherstone general manager David Longo says fans were in tears when they realised they wouldn't be able to afford to go to the grand final in Toronto. Um, also, an interesting note on Ryan Carr, I think it was um, it was in the papers this week, linking James Webster with the Featherstone head coach's job. Um, it, it almost sounds like Carr's definitely going to be off, but surely he's going to stay if they get promoted. He's got a two-year deal, so he's on contract for next year, 
But you, you can't tell me that he's come over here to coach Featherstone, gets him promoted to Super League, and then he's going to go. Surely not. Surely not, but I don't think they're going to get promoted. Sorry no, to well, be, we'll talk about that. We'll um, John Bateman was named in the NRL Team of the Year as the uh, Dally M second rower I know of you, the I year. Know you had a little bit of a dig at this on Twitter, didn't you? At, at what? Oh, at, yeah. At the team. Team of the year with nine players in it's absolutely ridiculous. So what? what I say this every year. Is it a forward about a rower? Well, no, they have, they have, they have, they no, obviously have eight players and a sub. Well, how would you get interchange player of the year? I mean, what is that about? But like, I, I've never known anything like it. Why? How can you have a team of the year with nine players? At all. It's know. ridiculous. I think, I think that's... That, that might be one thing that Super League's got over the NRL. Could you imagine, like, well, say, could you say, imagine, say could you imagine FIFA announcing the, the, uh, the, te- the, the world team of the year and they had one goalie, one fullback, one centre back, one midfielder, and one striker? It just never happened. Well, at least the NRL held an event uh, to announce well, the, the team of the year rather than just putting it on well, social media. Well, I suppose that's their, that's their Man of Steel, though, isn't it? Well, I don't, I don't care. They could, have announced, they could have announced the dream team at Man of Steel instead of just announcing it on a random Sunday afternoon. You might have seen, with it, we, uh, speaking of developing the game, we are we have ramped up our coverage of the French domestic competition, which started last weekend. Um, Elite Two Championship started. Um, there were some um, some belters, the the Pierre and Bajo, who both reached the final last year, thirty-seven thirty. That finished in Pierre's favour. Um, so the Elite Two Championship is the second division in France. That started already. The first division starts on the 16th of November and we'll be covering that live from Carcassonne. Um, we are looking forward to that. Hull prop Levy Nzongu recently released, um, only halfway through a two-year contract. He signed for Albi, who he may well be playing in that uh, Magic Weekend that we're going to, so that'll be interesting to see how he goes. Our understanding is that he's already got someone lined up to come back um, at the end of the French season. So. Someone on the right side of the pen, I assume. I think it is, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. A uh, bit more witness. Uh, Jay and Ted Chappell have, have signed new deals at witness. Um, Tommy Club avoided a ban for his late hit on Lachlan Coote. I saw you got a bit of stick for this story because who got who got banned? Some, did someone get banned? No, no. Someone got, 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 oh, Farr's got Farr's, a Farr's got a great hair. Yeah, Farr's got great hair. Um, club, club, I mean... He was very lucky not to be banned last week, I he, 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 I did, let, let me get it right. I did this story because a lot of people... Well, no, no. It, I, a lot no, of people... I, I completely and, support what you did with that story. <laughs> at the same Helens game last week, a lot of people after the game, in the press box and on social media fan, with, uh, with the fans, they, they obviously was, they was saying that clubs should have got a ban or a club should get a ban for... Well, I mean, he's trying hard. I mean... On, on yeah, Lachlan he, so, so that's why I ran the story explaining why he's, he's not got a ban and why the RFL uh, panel I mean, I mean, said, he, he, uh, said he didn't have a ban. He's so. trying hard because, I mean, he, he clubbed Jackson Hastings. See what he did there. And he's, he's clubbed Lachlan Coote. See I mean, what what's he, he going to do this week? Club uh, Jackson Hastings. He could do anything, you know... <laughs> If, if well, I mean, I, I, I don't think I, I don't know whether he's on holiday when the grand final's on, and he's just trying to make sure he doesn't have to play. Or but in club's defence, I don't think last week's hit on Lachlan Coote was a ban. But it I was think, a bit I more. Think maybe, a t- I think maybe a the week before the yeah, elbow on Jackson yeah, Hastings, yeah, that, that should have the been. The one last week was uh, probably more of a tired sort of. Um, Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee, Lee, you've had this story. We've had this story a long time ago, but it's been confirmed now. Lee are going to run a hybrid squad of full-time and part-time players. Interestingly, Feverston said they'll do the same if they go up. That, that's if they go up, boy. That, that's we'll that's going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be brutal. Um, I feel sorry for the part-time lads who got to go over to Catalan and face that forward back of me and work two days later. Um, um, you've done a good piece yeah. this week on Matty Ashton who's gone from zero hour contract to a full time deal at Warrington of course Warrington also signed Anthony Gellin and Keenan Brand we were talking about Warrington last week weren't we because we, we feel that Warrington needs to make a couple of signings don't we and yeah. sort of are they going to start with Gellin and Toby King in the centres well, well first of all I think I, I think Brand's a better centre than Anthony Gellin well um, potentially I, I, I don't think at this moment in time you could say that I, well, I, I run with Brown in the centres. Um, yeah, but you, yeah, but you can't tell me Warrington have signed a 19, 20-year-old lad from Witness to then go straight in to play Super League starting centre. No, not, Given not that starting. Given that they've just no, lost no, Bryce no, no. and Goodwin. Um, is Gellin a social media signing? Or have they signed him purely for his ability? Well, I mean, they certainly not. I don't think there's. I don't think on the pitch he showed anything at Witness that would make you want to sign him. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I said, when, it, when it's out for witness, I told you in the office, and you, you, you were quite happy about it, and Lucy, uh, the other witness fan in the office, were, were quite happy uh, about the signing. He's a good player. On his day, he can be fantastic. He can win you a game. Yeah. But then, then also, he has. He does have a tendency yeah, to make off balls five yards yeah, away from his line. Yeah, his defence is suspect. I think I, I wouldn't have a problem if Gellin was your second centre. So if you had like your top, yeah. your, your number one centre, you know, say you had, I don't know, if you had Nakama and Gellin was your other centre, I don't think there'd be an issue with that. But I think it's just because Toby King, you know, he's, Gellin's not a senior centre isn't the senior centre sort of guy, is he? And then you've got Toby King. And I just think, when you look at what some of the other teams have got, you know, is that some is that an area where Warrington's going to be weak yeah. um, next season? I think they're still looking to make signs in the forwards, aren't they, Warrington? So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see if they, if they bring anyone in. Obviously, Lamatazzi's uh, left the club because he was only on a one-year deal, so yeah. uh, his contract's expired. Sammy Kabul Well, Sammy Kabul is coming into the fold. Will they give... Uh, a young lad, a chance, a Ribeiro. I mean, uh, I mean, they've got obviously Goodwin's gone, hasn't it? Goodwin's gone. Atkins has gone. Kevin Brown's gone. Uh, ben Westwood's gone. Lucy says hi. Um, Hope you're having a nice time in Ireland, growing the rugby league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then of course we have got Widder coming over, and how much of salary is he going to take up? Um, Widder's going to be on a summoning. Is it, is well, that's what I mean. You know, you know, you're looking at what packet. you're looking at. Goodwin, Atkins, Brown, Westwood are all going. Widdop's probably going to take up maybe half of that. Mm. I mean, obviously you've got the marquee thing. Obviously, yeah, the, the marquee spots are, are full out with Austin and, and Widdop, so they can't spend over 170 grand, 175 grand, is it? Yeah. Of, of well, unless rate. they downgrade one of them too. Mm. But then obviously so, that means the salary yeah. goes on the cap. But, but, what what forwards are up for grabs, really? Well, but it's more. I, I honestly think Warrington's issue is they need they need a they need a centre. Um, but they, they have just signed two centres, so can you? Well, can that, well, that's what I mean. I'm well. surprised that that's what they. But I, I can't see them signing another centre. Well, no, I suppose you're right, and, right. I, and I suppose that's what I'm what I'm getting at really is that. Obviously, we've got Matthew they, Ashton as well. Are they going right? to start with Gellin and Gellin and um, King as the centres? We're going to have a good reserve team next year. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of clubs sorting out problems, Leeds signed Luke Gale from Castleford this week. £160,000. Three year deal, 31. He's barely played for two years. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Castle, Castleford have done well Castle inside. Done well. Leeds will now have Louis, Rob Louis and Luke Gale at halfback, which isn't a terrible combination. It's, good, it's a good combination on paper. Um, but then they had a good team on paper last year. It's going to be very interesting. It's, it, it is a risk for me signing Luke Gale. Because I think he's played. I think well, he obviously didn't play any game at all in 2019, 2018. I think he played 15 games, a couple of those. Uh, them games were, were, were cut short. This this could be this could be a, a masterstroke of a signing by Leeds or a or a That's terrible it. signing. Obviously, Leeds in a Leeds in a really interesting position because obviously we thought they recruited well last year. And then they just didn't have the right players in the right places. They'd be like, well, he had never really got going. Mm. Myler is like the supporting half-back, isn't he? And, and obviously didn't have anyone controlling things. So now they've got Louis and Gale, maybe they think that they can they can do something. Uh, there's talk that Trent Merrin might be going back to the NRL. Um, which, I mean, I, I don't think Merrin had a decent season, but I think, I think we've had this discussed before, don't we? We think that if you're signing a marquee player, it's got to be in a key position. It's got to be your hooker. Or your full back, or your half back, putting it on a back roller. With all due respect to Trent Merrin, is probably not the wisest thing to do. No, it's not, and I think Leeds have realised that because if if Merrin does go back to the NRL, they've got a marquee spot there ready um, to to sign somebody. Um, which I think I think the Rhinos are pretty keen for for Merrin to go uh, deep down because they'll free up a lot of wages. They need a hooker, do you think? They need, they need it, a hooker. Merrin's been a good signing for Leeds, I think. He's been, he, he was, yeah, if, he, if, he, was, if he'd he come was, over as your fifth, sixth yeah, was, most paid player, he'd be alright. He, was, right. he yeah. was very, very solid in 2019, and I think he, he upped his game as well when he when he became captain uh, following the departure of Cal Watkins. Um, but I think if he does go back, then they can just they can maybe get another workhorse. Do you, uh, do you not think? Do you not think hooker? Do you not think a hooker's a priority? 
Yeah. Is Brad Dwyer yeah. really? I mean, as much as a decent player, Dwyer. I, is, I like. I always like to see Brad Dwyer come off the bench. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's not. He's not. In, he's nowhere near the level of Daryl Clark no. or James Roby. Yeah, but they'd have to get an all. They'd have to get an overseas or go on. Yeah, there's no. I more. can't really think of anyone in Super League who, who they could sign on. I mean, Sean, is Sean Monk going to stay there or is he? Yeah, I think he's keen to, to stay for next year. Well, I mean, maybe they're going to stay with that. Did, it, did they have another cent? Did they go shopping for a centre? You know, obviously Watkins went. You know, no, no, they've got Harry Newman and Harold. You think, you think that's yeah, what they're No, they're that's fine. They've got yeah, well, obviously, we, we're hearing they... talk that a few NRL players have been off and around, like Josh Duke and you know, players like that. Um, could he go to Toronto if they go? Um, um, Ashton Golden as well is obviously apparently well, on to Huddersfield. Yeah, um, yeah. So that will free up some wages because don't forget he, he'll be on a, a, a pretty penny at least because didn't didn't he sign a four yeah, or five year deal? Yeah, he signed a four year deal. Yeah, yeah. It was about it was about six months before they discovered Jack Walker, wasn't it? And yeah. it was like, well, surely someone at Leeds knew that they had Jack Walker, who is is probably going to be the best fullback in Great Britain for the next. And, However, uh, they, they had his number one painted on the well, not painted, but cut, carved and on the pitch, didn't they? They had the the big number one jersey with Golden on uh, for his unveiling of his new deal. Um, yeah, someone's had a shocker at Leeds there, but anyway. And <laughs> let's not forget Cal McClelland as well. Who, who I, I really there. like McClelland. Yeah, I think I that. think if Featherstone go well, I mean, it's interesting because I've seen that um, he wants to stay at Leeds and fight for his place, yeah. doesn't he? I, I wonder whether if Featherstone go up with McClelland. Just sign for the season at Feverston. Possibly. Because, yeah, honestly, well, I, 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 he's, he's in a similar position. Yeah, though. yeah, because I think McClellan does look decent. But we'll use that as an opportunity to cut into the, to the Championship <laughs> Grand Final. Um, Featherston, brilliant performance at Toulouse on Sunday night means that they're off to Canada um, to face Toronto Wolfpack. Saturday night, 7 30 kickoff. Um, it's on Sky Sports main event, I think, oh, um, which is good. It's on Sky Sports Arena as well if you've not got main event. Um, a real sort of a, a real rugby league clash. This the flat cappers against the expansionists. David versus Goliath, full time against part time. I mean, if if you could epitomise rugby league in one game, this is probably it. You've got Featherstone. You could almost fit the whole of Featherstone in Toronto Stadium. Fifteen thousand two hundred forty-four. I think the population of Featherstone. The population of Toronto is two point seven million. Um, Toronto obviously heavy favourites. 10,000 crowd expected. Um, Fenston um, reckon they're taking about 400, which is a which is an almighty effort to be fair. Um, uh, Do you think uh, they'll take that many? Apparently, that's what's that's what's being said. Five or six days notice. Um, I put something on Twitter the other day, which, as usual, caused a bit of a storm. I'd be devastated if, if my team was playing and I couldn't afford to go. So I well, can, you've got too much money, James. So uh, you'll never be in that position. Um, it. I could see what he meant where fans had tears in their eyes because they couldn't afford it. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't making the point that it shouldn't be in Canada. That's a separate debate. But you would be devastated, wouldn't you, if yeah. your team had got to such a big game and, and it was for, and you couldn't afford it. I mean, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be devastated. Uh, we've, it, we've been over this situation quite a few times about the, yeah, the, uh, the grandfather. And the Febson and, 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 and GM says the same. He thinks it should be at a neutral venue. Um, I mean, well, where, where's the neutral venue between Fenster and Toronto? Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I've I, I seen this. Toronto's, uh, Toronto's um, nearest rivals in Super League would be St Helens. Really? Yeah, that's the. Uh, yeah, so if, if, if Toronto come up, sorry, St Helens will be there. So you fight to Liverpool. I think, I think if Witness were in Super League, I think Witness are the most Western team. Alright. Oh, so yeah. it'd have been Witness if Witness were in it. I think Witness are the most Southern team as well. <laughs> Other than that as well, if, if Witness were in it. Oh, right, okay. um, so, um, so, so is that, is that being the new derby then, the new Good Friday so, derby? Well, Toronto so, 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 St Helens, so. uh, well, we'll see, won't we? I very much doubt it, but yeah. Um, Obviously, Toronto. I mean, it'd be, and I've I've wrote a decent piece on the site, a column this week um, about Featherston and Toronto. Toronto, it'd be pretty harsh. I mean, no, it'd be very harsh on them for them not to go up this year. They've dominated the championship two seasons in a row. Last season, they won five out of seven in the qualifiers and still didn't come up because obviously they lost a million pound game. They've won all but one games this season. Um, you know, and but ultimately the system, whether you agree with it or not, is that they've got to win the grand final to go up. And Featherstone come into it on a back of three incredible away wins, and they go into it with nothing to lose, much like London Broncos did last year. Mm. 
I know. Uh, it's, it is, it's madness when you think of it. Like, even when you think it's quite remarkable that the Toronto coach is English and the Featherstone coach is Australia, when, when you're talking about the expansionist versus flat captain. It'd have been even better if Featherstone's coach was Canadian. It's, 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 it's <laughs> going it's to be a, a, an absolute mountain to climb for, for Featherstone. I, I honestly can't. I don't know how they go. What what can their game plan be to go to Toronto? But Featherstone have actually got a decent record in Toronto. Featherstone were the first team to beat Toronto in Toronto. I think this season they pushed them pretty close as well in the league. So Featherstone have actually got a decent record comparatively. I just think uh, Toronto are strong, aren't they? All over the park, from from full back to. Well, I mean, you hope so. I mean, obviously. Toronto spend three three players nominated for Championship Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, on paper, Toronto should win. You know that, that that's without without a doubt. On paper, I, ju- I, I just can't. I, can't I, ju- I don't know where Featherstone are going to score enough points to to beat Toronto. I think they're just uh, too strong. It'd be, it'd be not, well. I mean, you look. It's going to be interesting to see what the crowd is like as well. I think, I think they're, they're, they're expecting ten thousand. Yeah. So. I think. I mean, what London did last year was London. Obviously, kept in the they they scrapped didn't they? They kept in the game, and obviously, Toronto couldn't break them down, and that's got to be the way forward. You know, Featherstone aren't going to outscore Toronto in a high-scoring game, are they? But if they can keep it low-scoring, then you've you've got a chance. Um, so Toronto have said for and fair play to them, they, they've said they, they've actually sold eight thousand tickets for the game. They've actually sold them, and they're not giveaways or anything like this. What people are saying, they've actually sold eight thousand so far. So. Uh, Hopefully, I'd have three, four hundred from I think what you want is Saturday night, Saturday night, Sky Sports main event. You want a competitive game. You don't want Toronto yeah. through winning 50 0. You want it to be a real arm wrestle, a real good quality game. Um, and we'll see. Um, Toronto, Toronto actually haven't been. I, I, I was, I've been meaning to ask one of the players this. Toronto have actually not played an away game since August the 4th. So I presume all the players have just been over there for the last yeah. two months. Um, They've only played one game in the last three weeks because they beat Toulouse. Um, they've not really had... Is there a risk that Toronto may have this St. Helens syndrome where because they had the, you know, because they had, you know, the, the Challenge Cup thing where because they've won the league so comfortably many weeks ago, they've only really had one run out in the last maybe six, seven weeks that was... Are you claiming that as a John Wilkin curse then? I'm not saying it's a John Wilkin <laughs> curse. No, I'm just no, saying that... I'm just joking. saying that... You know, they've only the only game the only game they've played in the last two months. No, I had anything riding on it. I, was that I, I think the the thing that's different with Toronto this year is Brian McDermott. He knows how to get, how to get mm. himself up for a big game, and he knows how to get his players up. For and a big and game. you mentioned John Wilkin. John Wilkin would be pretty critical to we, that as well. Uh, Ricky Latelli, he's played in NRL. And they've got uh, quite. They've still got quite a few players from last year. He'll probably have that in the back of the mind in terms of well, they don't want that to happen again. I, I think they're going to be more determined than. Than we actually realise. Uh, I think they'll they'll come out and try and blow uh, Featherstone from from minute one. I, yeah, but like I said, I just hope it's a close game. I hope we get a good spectacle on Sky. And yeah. uh, I, I I hope after the game, no matter who wins, I think I, I just hope everyone applauds whoever whoever um, gets into into Super. There's League. obviously a bit of concern over. I mean, Toronto have now been given the green light to go up. Um, if they do win, which to be fair should never have been a debate anyway. Matty Matty. Um, well, Matthew Morrison has commented saying Luke and many grand finals will keep uh, bottled with Saints. It's definitely going to happen again, especially with um, Featherstone because they're full of Leeds players. Well, I mean, they, they, I think they had four, four last year. Yeah, they yeah. had four last week. They had yeah. uh, Golden, Wellington, Albert, um, McClelland, and Alex Sutcliffe with the four mm. last week. Um, they obviously Cameron King. Um, didn't play last week either, so he'll be coming back into the to the fray. You you would imagine Salford Van Connor Jones had a good game actually last week. Good player, um, yeah, good 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 pick up. Um, uh, is obviously there's a bit of a debate about promotion and whatnot. If Feverston go up, there's seven Yorkshire teams in Super League, which is. I don't know what you're gonna say here, James. What? You're gonna be on about the TV deal, aren't you? Well, I, I did tweet something about this the other day again and. Uh, ruffled a few feathers. I mean, seven out of the twelve Super League teams would be in Yorkshire if Everton go up. Three of which, of course, would be, you know, within Stones for all. Within, but then, yeah. I mean, you could say that you know Saints, Warrington, and Witness are awesome. just as close as that. But um, obviously, it is a little bit of a problem. Well, not a problem because, in my opinion, I'm like, if there was twelve Yorkshire teams, it's fine because it's ultimately mm-hmm. if the teams have worked their way up to get there. But we talk about expansion, and I've mentioned this before. Surely, the way of expanding is to expand the size of the league. 
you know, it strikes me that this season would have been the perfect opportunity to go to 14, put Toronto and Toulouse in, have London in there, and you'd have expanded the league. You've got rid of the loop fixtures. And I don't know, I just sort of feel sometimes that we're always contradicting what we're trying to do because it's like, well, yeah, you want people to progress on the pitch and then you want expansion as well. Well, expanding surely means adding teams rather than mm. taking it away. Um, I th- I, we both agree, don't we, that the, the league should be extended, less loop, get rid of loop fixtures. I mean, and the other point is if you extend the league is, I think, you know, you look I, at... I think the <coughs> Super League would be quite eager to do that as well. But they extended to 14, didn't they? And, and for whatever reason, contracted back. I, th- I, think, I think that was part, part of the reason with the 14 was that was the licensing era, wasn't it? Mm. And I think now if you look at the Championship and you look at Super League, why would you not have two up, two down? You know, Toronto this season should have been automatically promoted. Have it. You know, a bit like they do in League One, automatic promotion for the winner and then second to fifth in the playoffs. I, I think now that for me, mm. because you're not expanding. And I know people say about the quality and, you know, oh, well, if you have 14 teams, the quality will diminish. Well, the quality in theory is diminishing anyway because teams like Toronto and Lee and, and other teams are pulling players out of the top flight to play in the championship by offering them more money. So, you know. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to run the game and, and run it in a way that, you know. But the problem you've got the clubs have got all this power, haven't they? Where they don't, you know, the clubs are probably desperate. The Super League clubs are probably desperate for Toronto to win this week because if Everton win, they're all 120 grand worse off, and that's a ridiculous scenario to be in. You shouldn't have a preference over who comes in. It should be whoever deserves. If Toronto win, they deserve to come in. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Louis says, should there be a cap on how many players a team can use in a season? Most teams have a squad of around 26 players and use them covering injuries, uh, etc. Fev have used 46 players this year. Yeah, they've 25. Where ever players are fielding, injured players is the dual reg system. Fun. Well, I mean, the thing is with the dual reg system, whether you agree with it or not, it is open to everybody. So, um, you know, any other team could have done what Featherstone have done. Um, I mean, in many ways, you could point at Leeds and Featherstone. They've Im- the way they've embraced the dual reg concept is probably what the RFL or whoever came up with the dual reg concept. They that's probably what they thought it should be like. Do you know what I mean? I think that's you know it's like you'd imagine if Warrington linked up with Witness and did a similar sort of thing. It, I think that's ultimately what they were got. You know Wigan and Lee. I think that's ultimately yeah. what they wanted dual reg to be. But you know you know and, and other clubs you know. Are within the right to say, well, no, actually, we didn't want it to be like that. You know, like Barrow this season, I don't think they used any players that weren't their own. Um, it's yeah, it's it's going to be a, an interesting one to see how it all pans out um, next year. Right? I spoke to Salford coach Ian Watson at Old Trafford a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I just asked him about the situation regarding their reserve team for next year. They're obviously they're going they're going to have to look into the amateur game uh, to to get a couple of players, obviously. They've got a small squad anyway, have the Red Devils. I think they had 25 or 26 players in the first team squad this year. You've got a Category 3 academy, um, so they're going to use players from that. They're going to use players who ever don't play uh, in the first team. Um, but there is a, there's um, also been mentioned still of uh, having a combined Greater Manchester team, uh, reserve team. So whoever doesn't play for Swinton, whoever don't play for Rochdale, whoever don't play for... Well, sure whoever they could, play for but Salford. that would be under Salford's umbrella, basically. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I think... Um, but that, that is still... But obviously, all this happening at Swinton, Manchester Lions, um, over the last couple of weeks, that's put a little bit of a dint into yeah, the hopes of having a, a greater Manchester team. Because Swinton, uh, they had big numbers last year. They didn't have a small squad. They had, they had quite a few players in reserve because obviously they get dual reg players from Wigan. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how, if, if there is a Greater Manchester Reserve team in uh, I, I spoke to someone from Witness the other day. Witness are obviously running, and they have to have a reserve, as do Bradford and Newcastle, I think, because they've all got Grade 1 Academies or Category 1 Academies, whatever it is. Um, Doug Dale has been there in England Academy. Yeah, Witness, Witness are on about signing 89 players for the reserves. Um, Would that just be That'll be like amateur play. So I think what Witness are looking at is they're looking at players... Am I going to have to get my boots back on? Well, maybe. What, what, Witness, is, what Witness are looking at is, um, you know, players who are playing amateur, you know, like there's always players who think, oh, he should get a goal playing mm. pro. I think what Witness are going to look at it for is they can sign these amateur players, put them in the reserves to have a close look at them, and then potentially, you know, so you might find it unearths a few gems because if there's a 25 year old lad who, for whatever reason, is playing for West Bank, 
and he's not got a chance. It's very unlikely that Witness are going to take the gamble on him playing for the first team. But if they can sign him, get him in the reserve, see what he's up like, you know, up close and personal, and then potentially transition him into the first team. So that's I think that's what Witness are going to do. Oh, best get his hoops back then. Yeah. yeah. So there's your, there's your chance. Ball playing loose forward up for grabs. Yeah. There's your chance. Contact me um, at LoveRugbyLeague.com. <laughs> uh, let's talk Super League. Then we've got 15 minutes. Um, left of the show um, we'll talk about Salford Wigan this Wigan week Wigan Salford this week um, at the DW Stadium on Friday now obviously obviously one of the flaws I suppose of the um, playoff system is that we had this game two weeks ago um, at the exact same stadium <laughs> at the exact same stadium and to be fair it was a, it was a good game <laughs> you know it'll do well to be better than that game yeah uh, it was a great game couple of weeks ago I think we, we, we all came away from the stadium feeling pretty refreshed and pretty excited about the, the weeks ahead I think it'll be the same scoreline well I think it'll be the same result I don't think it'll be the same scoreline um, you'd get good money on that yeah it's, I, I think we're going to will come out on top James I know uh, there's a couple of people and um in the press box, in brackets, Gemma Carter, who's tipping, uh, <laughs> who's tipping Salford to, to win. Now, I think I think she put a, a, a bet on for, for Salford to reach the grand final quite a while back, so uh, I think she'll be hoping it happens in it for, for more ways than one. But but I think uh, I think the Warriors will have too much. Whenever they come off at the back of a heavy defeat, they always get a rocket up the backside. Now, so I think uh, I think they'll be on form this week. You're not going to like this opinion, just to forewarn you. I think the best result for Super League would be for Salford to beat with. Yeah, I think everyone is. Everyone's praying. Because I, I think, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, I think you know because that, because obviously Saints are going to be such heavy favourites in the final. I don't think it'd be a great little story for Salford to have got to the final, the first final, and if they get beat by Saints, it's still a good story. Whereas if Wigan get to the final and Saints trolled them like they did last week, it's a bit like. Oh. But what happens if Wigan get to the final and they beat Saints? Well, and then everyone's going to be like, oh. Then about Wigan. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I, Auckland, I, just, I just think it'd be a real, it'd be a nice little boost for for rugby. No, it would it It'd be a nice. Story. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. If Wigan <laughs> win, they hundred percent deserve to be in it. No, but, uh, no idea how that stretch for ends gonna be sold. Ticket wise, oh, if well, you might, you might get some United fans who'll come. Well, they, they'd have to do something like they'd, they'd have to say to United season ticket holders or something like you can. You can they get saw, tickets for a fast. They sold three, three and a half thousand after for this week. I think Salford. Nice. For Wigan. That, that's good, that considering that I've been to games this season at the AJ Bell, there's been two and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are they all? I, th- I think I went to... Yeah, think... it's like, they all say it's, it's dead hard to get to the AJ Bell, but three and a half hours and managed to find yeah. a way to Wigan. Yeah. And it's like, well, come on. I think, yeah, I think a few have jumped on the bandwagon, but uh, if, they, if, them fans, if they can get them fans to stick and an extra 500 through the gates at the AJ Bell uh, next year... Uh, they've done okay. Uh, you say that money as well. Obviously, it's quite critical because I think if Salford win, it's probably worth about one hundred and fifty thousand. So then, if they win this week, it's like they'll double the money. Jackson Nelson's wages. So um, they're not going to be paying. They're, they're going to bring in one hundred and fifty grand well, already. Yeah, yeah. But if they reach the final, that, that's, that's that's a top player's wages, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's very very good for the Red Devils. So they're they're not scrounging and they're not they're not trying to um, bust the way for sponsors and some. Cash because we, we all know there's been cash flow problems at Salford so, the yeah. last couple of years. They've got this sponsor thing going at the moment where it's a thousand pounds to enter a raffle and they're going to pick out one company wins and then they're the main sponsor or something. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. they're not they're not shipping in. No, I, I had a look at it and there's no benefits. Like if you put the thousand in, all you get is like a shout out on social and a season ticket, and it's like, well, is it worth it? No. We'll rub league on the front. Oh, that'd that, be right. would be, that, would, that would be good, yeah, you're right. Um, and their colours would go well with the sort of Yeah, team. they would, they would. You're right, you're right. Um, so are you going to do it? I don't think so. Oh. Unless unless we can fix it, but I don't think that, that'll work. Um, so that so Wigan Salford is Friday night. Saturday is the Championship Player Final Toronto, Feverson we talked about, 7.30. It's also National Conference League Finals Day or Finals Weekend. The National Conference League Premier Division Championship Playoff Final is Thatterweath Crusaders against West Hull. I think these are all at Warrington. They're all at Urban Yeah, they're all, yeah. That's worked out well, hasn't it, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> it's, at, um, it's at Victoria Park in Warrington. I think there's six games over the two days. Um, also on Saturday, the Division 1 Playoff Final is Featherstone Lions against Stanningley. Um, 
And then Sunday is the NRL Grand Final. Sydney Roosters, Canberra, you're getting up early. Well, it's 9.30, you should be up Yeah, I'll be getting up. Um, I, I hope Canberra Raiders to do it, obviously, because of the, the British lads um, who are doing it. Hopefully, our Brits down on the piece can, can have a little more views on the, on the Monday as well after, after it. Um, if, if Canberra win... Did Sydney win it last year? Didn't win it yeah, the Roosters won it last it, year. They won it two years in a row? And they beat Wigan in the World Cup Challenge. Have they won it two years in a row? Uh, no. Not no. many teams do it two years in a row. They've done it this time, obviously. Mm. Um, James Tedesco is an f- unbelievable player, a uh, phenomenal player. Um, but I hope for, for John Bateman, for Josh Hodgson. Josh Hodgson's not very good. How good is he in the NRL? He's a, he's Elliot, Elliot Whitehead as well. He, Elliot he, he made his 100th appearance yeah. last week. Ryan Sutton, he might not be in the squad, but Ryan Sutton's obviously at Canberra as well. Oh, it'd be, it'd be uh, amazing. I mean, I mean, be, yeah. Bateman would have, of course, won grand final, successive grand finals, wouldn't he? I don't, I can't imagine many players have done that. One super grand final one year and True. then and another grand final the next. Did, did Adrian Marley do it? I'm not too sure. I couldn't tell you. Um, uh, Louis says it will be interesting to see Wigan's young pack bounce back on Friday against Salford because last week. They uh, looked shattered and were overrun easily, which I haven't seen from them this season. To be fair, there was a bit of debate last week where they should. They should maybe. Um, Did you see that Tony Club only made two carries last week? Well, he's too busy trying to get banned. <laughs> that's 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 madness, isn't it? I'm, I'm sure uh, Luke Thompson made about twenty-one. Um, he had some unbelievable stats in there, Luke Thompson from last week. Jeez. Saint, was, I, mean, was, I mean, that was a great performance from St. Helens, it has to be said. He was unbelievable. Luke Thompson were unbelievable last week. Like, one of the best performances from prop forward. I've, but there, I've there, was, there, was, there was a bit of one, talk. Tra- one try, 21 tackles, 23 carries, 180 metres he made. Uh, there, there was the argument last week with, with Wigan, was should they have just thrown the towel in halfway through and, and, and took all Lachlan off and rested a few of them? Yeah, I, I was quite surprised they brought Lachlan back on, really, because the game was already done. Um, so I'm surprised they brought him back on, but obviously when it's a derby game, you you want to play for a bit of pride. Um, but yeah, the the thing is about Wigan is whenever they they lose heavily, they always bounce back. Um, so that's why I think they'll beat Salford. They all they always um, come back stronger than than what they went into that Saints game as. Uh, it's also the League One playoff final on Sunday, Oldham. Uh, take on Newcastle. Um, Newcastle beat Doncaster last week, having lost to them a couple of weeks previous, and all the shenanigans of the playoff format there. Um, Newcastle will be the hipsters' preference, I suppose, for promotion. Um, amidst, there's been talk that Magic Weekend's going back to that's Newcastle. It. That's kind of an expansionist versus Heartlands class. Yeah. Um, there's been talk of Magic going back to Newcastle, so. Um, for next season, so if Newcastle in Championship, you know, if you if you put a Friday night and now Newcastle Bradford on the Friday night or Newcastle Witness or something, you could really boost the numbers for Magic Weekend. Or you could scrap Magic Weekend. Well, yeah, there is that as well. Um, Oldham have been a bit of a yo-yo team over the past decade or so. Um, they would have to probably. They, I think if Oldham get promoted, they have to play at Bower Fold, which is home of Sailing Bridge, because they're. Whiteback Stadium home is good enough, so they're almost like they have to move home every year. <laughs> Whenever they get promoted, they have to move. Um, Oldham finished second behind Whitehaven, who of course already got promoted. Um, tough one to call that one, to be fair. Um, I, think, I think Newcastle have just got that bit of star quality that would see them through, but Oldham are a, a solid team, aren't they? And mm-hmm. obviously they've got home advantage. Scott Naylor's last game in charge as well. It for is. Oldham it is. They'll want to see him out on a on a good note. I just think I think the time's right, isn't it, for Newcastle? They've been in League One for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, I think the time the time's right for them to, to come up. Uh, Women's Super League playoff semi-finals are these just straight knockouts? I don't know. Casford, Wigan, the Saints, Leeds. Is it just top four and straight knockout to the final? I think so. Oh, it must be because the final's next week, isn't it? So, <laughs> you hope so. <laughs> you hope so. Is the final at Saint Helens? Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah, sure I think it is. Friday sure night. Yeah, totally. We can stay. It's on Sky as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the first one to, to be shown on Sky. Friday the 11th, 
and it's at St. Helens, so it's going to be St. Helens Cass, probably at St. I mean, that's just, oh, let's not, let's not open that can of Neutral ground. Castleford will be even, Castleford will be spitting chips if they lose that match. They didn't have any medals for getting league leaders, and then they have to play so the... So they have run up, run up medals? They have, they, have, they, have to play, they have to play the grand final at the team, at the, at the, at the other team's ground. I mean, who thinks this up? Who thinks it up, Drew? I love rugby league. Who thinks I, honestly, I mean, it just I'm just like, I, surely this is a simple thing to sort out. Surely this is a simple thing to sort out. I love rugby league at times. I honestly, there's no sport that provides as much sham as much sham. Like, 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 no, no, seriously, seriously, they could have said, right, league. championship grand final is going to be at the Alliwell Jones, like it always was. Or it, you know, I, I was looking. There's been 18 championship grand finals, and never has it not been at a neutral venue. Never. It's always been, it's at Heavenly, it's at Hallowell Jones, it's at, but for some reason this season they decided, oh actually, the team that finishes first, it's going to be at their ground. It's rubbish. <coughs> Why couldn't they just come out and said, right, we're going to have Women's Super League Final, Women's Super League Grand Final, and the Championship Grand Final as a double-header at Warrington or at Bolton or at wherever you want it. Why can't the, the Women's Grand Final be as a curtain raiser to the men's at Old Trafford? Well... Well, I mean, yeah, that's a fair. I think, but they're they're rugby finals, aren't they? It's like the eight ninety five cup. They want they want to have all them big, massive balloons and big flags and stuff, don't they? And you can't do that if you've got another game on. I know, but I, I just think they got they have got a PDRL game on, haven't they? Though they have, they have. But I'm not sure how that works. It's going back to the old Wembley situation. Why? How the eighteen ninety five cup wasn't played before the Challenge Cup final is beyond me, and. Why not just have the women's Super League Grand Final before the men's uh, Super League Grand Final? It, it, I, I just think it, seem, it seems simple to me from the outside, and I know there'll be costs, and I know you'd have to pay Manchester United more. Is it, is, it, is, it, um, is it like a logistical issue at Old Trafford? Like, do they have spare changing rooms? That's, the, that's one, one area, maybe, that. Because I don't. Do they, I, I, the, the thing with like, I don't know, but I'm sure I'm sure the I'm sure the the women players involved would rather get changed in just like a classroom at Old Trafford and get to play on the the Old Trafford turf than mm. uh, play at Saint Helens where they normally would in a normal league fixture anywhere. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, obviously you they might have to make a sacrifice. But to be honest, I'd quite like that to happen. To, and have, to the play women, have the women's game at half five and have the men's at eight because I always I, I'd like the, the men's round final to be later. Why? Is that because it's a football? Yeah, that's what selfish, selfish act. So am I going on my own this year? <laughs> it very much looks like it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so obviously a big weekend here all round. Um, Super League Friday night, Championship Saturday night, and then an NRL and League One and Women's on Sunday. Um, please keep an eye out on loverubbyleague.com for all the latest news, views. Features, Drew's views. Drew's views, Drew's dabble, everything. Um, keep tweeting us, keep Facebooking us. Um, don't forget, if you've got something to get off your chest, you can email me, james at loverubbyleague.com, um, for our mailbox feature. We've got some crackers in the next couple of weeks from fans that have submitted. Um, thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Betfred. Thanks to Drew. Thanks to you. Thanks and we'll to see you. Yeah, we'll see you next week for another Rugby League lunch hour. Podcast Network.